0: The stranger raised his hand and pointed at the Pequod. "'Have you shipped in that ship?' he asked. "'Not yet,' I said. "'We've just signed the papers.' "'Then you haven't seen Old Thunder yet, have ye?' the stranger asked. "'Who's Old Thunder?' I asked. "'Why was this ragged sailor bothering us?' "'Captain Ahab is called Old Thunder by some of us old sailors.' "'You haven't seen him then, have ye?' no we haven't i told him do you know that it was a giant whale that took off his leg i nodded and he chatted on so you've signed on what's done is done then and some sailors or other must go with him i suppose god pity them i was getting impatient listening to the man's nonsense come on queequeg let's leave this crazy man queequeg and i continued down the street once I glanced back and saw the man watching us. It gave me a strange feeling, but I couldn't say why. Because it was to be a three-year voyage, it took many days to load the Pequod properly. Spare sails and ropes, spare harpoons and lines, spare whale boats, spare just about everything must be stored aboard. At last, all was ready. The Pequot cast off Nantucket Pier on a cold, dreary Christmas day. The winter ocean tossed freezing sprays of water against the ship. Pointed spikes of ice dripped from the bows. The scene on the deck was busy and filled with much shouting. But still, Captain Ahab did not appear. End of chapter one. Chapter 2 Captain Ahab Appears. For several days after leaving Nantucket, Ahab remained in his cabin below deck. I became more and more curious that he kept out of sight. It made me uneasy. All the work of running the ship appeared to be handled by the three mates. Mr. Starbuck, the first mate, was a serious and careful man. He was a man filled with great courage. Mr. Stubb was a second mate. He was a very different sort of man than Starbuck. He was a happy-go-lucky sailor with few worries. Stubb once said, I hunt whales merely for the thrill of the hunt. The third mate was Mr. Flask. He hated whales and wanted to kill them one and all. One grey and dreary morning, I climbed up to the deck. To my surprise, there was Captain Ahab. He stood on deck scowling and silent. He looked as if he expected something to loom out of the waves. One of his legs was made of bone from a whale's jaw. The tip rested in a half-inch hole cut into the deck to help him brace himself. His face was deeply tanned and leathery from years spent in the sun and wind. A narrow white mark threaded its way out of his gray hair and trailed down on one side of his face and neck until it disappeared into his clothing. His eyes had a wild and stormy look about them. He spoke to no one. After that morning, Ahab came on the deck every day. He often stood with his whalebone leg in the turning hole. Sometimes he sat on a stool, but always he stared straight out over the rolling sea at some unseen sight looming beyond the ship. Ahab was a restless man. Something odd seemed to haunt him. Many nights, he walked the deck for hours. His whalebone leg thumped loudly on the boards, often disturbing the sleep of the crew below. After one very restless night, Ahab suddenly called out an order to Stub. "'Send everybody aft,' he said. Ahab tilted his head back and looked up at the mastheads. A sailor stood on the narrow boards of each of the three tall masts, keeping a lookout for whales. "'Mastheads, come down!' Ahab shouted. When the ship's crew had gathered, everyone watched Ahab curiously. It was odd to call the entire crew on deck. What was Ahab's purpose? He made me think of dark clouds when a storm is coming. His eyes flew from one man to another as he stood bracing himself in the shallow deck hole. And then he began thumping up and down the deck. Suddenly, Ahab stopped and shouted, What do ye do when you see a whale, men? Sing out for him, several.